Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wednesday on the horn at Tia Rod B all the way till 11 o'clock. Talking Texas Bama. And really, I mean, that game will take uh, center stage, obviously, but there's some really good football games this weekend outside of Tuscaloosa that have plenty of intrigue, including, how about Utah at Baylor? You have have two Big 12 teams who fell out of the AP Top 25 yesterday, Rod, or one of them, in Texas Tech, and then Baylor, who wasn't ranked, but they took an embarrassing loss. Even their athletic director, Mac Rhodes, said, uh, called the loss inexcusable. Said he wouldn't disagree with anybody who called the loss inexcusable. The yeah. Texas State. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, they were a 27-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it wasn't like a, a, a close loss where they lost in a game-winning field goal or a, a Hail Mary at Double the end. Double digit. No, y'all got beat. Y'all just got beat. <laughs> and it could have been worse than that. They ran the ball on Baylor. Baylor just hired a new defensive coordinator and gave up, what, 40-some points? 42. Just hired and, a new well, that makes So now Baylor plays Utah, who we saw start the season last Thursday against Florida with that Ooh. impressive win. And Baylor's quarterback is hurt. Blake Shapin won't play. Yeah, they got uh, was it Sawyer Robinson, Sawyer Robertson, I believe is his name. Yeah. So that's not pretty. And then uh, Texas then got Tech, Texas. who went up and laid an egg at Laramie and lost to Wyoming, and now they have to take on Oregon, who hung eighty on uh, Portland State to start the season. Well, also of intrigue is UTSA's game with now Texas State with GJ Kenny coming in to play his mentor. Uh, which that game is now interesting. Texas A&M's at Miami at 2.30 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. What, what is the U all about this year? Unranked yeah, for Mario unranked. Cristobal. I'm not sure what the U is bringing to the table this year. It's a good question. You know there's talent there. And but. you know, Rod, an interesting game that we actually talked about in our Ian Rod B. Horn Top 20 countdown and previewed it, that Tulane-Ole Miss game is an interesting game this weekend. Tulane, who won that Cotton Bowl last year, mm-hmm. beat USC. Oh, they're yeah. ranked. Mm-hmm. They're both 1-0. and They're going to play the game at – it's in New Orleans. It's in the Superdome. How about Spencer Sanders not starting for them? I know. I know. Why the hell did you transfer to a place where you weren't going to start? You must have really hated Oklahoma State. Or they told you, get out of here. Yeah, one of the two. It's, mm-hmm. I, hey, Spencer, you've been here too long. You've been here too long, <laughs> you've Spencer. You've been here too long. We need time for us to move on. And you too. You too. So if he doesn't play this year – could. Could he? Does, oh, I mean, who he's knows? Six year. Who still? Well, who, well yeah, Jackson Frank, Dart. Started. Frank Harris is still there. So. Well, here's the thing, right? <laughs> he's a seventh year, I think. You know, I think he's got another year. But the, but there are no guarantees <laughs> in football. Spencer Sanders went there thinking he could beat out Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart beat him out, and Jackson Dart played great in their Week One game. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So those are those are some intriguing games, and obviously, as we talked about last hour, yeah. the Nebraska game with. Uh, with Colorado becomes must-see TV. Oh, they're going to be on TV. Like I said, I think that USC game is also in the next two or three weeks. They're going to be on national TV like three times in the first month and a half of the season. Yeah, yeah. And right now, man, like I said, they're the hottest story. They're the hottest story. In college football. Also, Mac Brown, uh, this is one that will be off the radar, but Mac Brown and his North Carolina team, Mac won his 100th game 
at North Carolina, becomes the first coach ever to win 100 games at two different programs ever. ever. They're going to play Appalachian State, App State. because And remember, App State beat A&M last year, and they dang near beat North mm-hmm. Carolina last year. So keep an eye on those games. Obviously, every all eyes will be on Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and the uh, Crimson Tide and the Horns. With that in mind, let's get some headlines and an injury update from that game in our headlines. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bringing you the news. Start with the Longhorns following their 37-10 win over Rice in Week 1. Horns remain at number 11 in the AP poll. No movement. Uh, they're still right where they were. Two teams moved past Texas, though. Leapfrogged them. LSU and Clemson fell out of the top 10 because of losses. Tennessee moved from 12 to 9. Notre Dame, who's 2-0 and on the year, they moved from 13 to 10. This week's opponent, Alabama, moved up a spot to 3. They're behind Georgia and Michigan. Uh, Florida State and Ohio State round out the top 5 this week. Big 12, Kansas State moved up a spot to 15. OU is at 18. TCU and Texas Tech dropped out of the top 25. Duke and Colorado have entered that top 25 now because of their upset wins. They're at number 21 and 22. A&M comes in at 23 uh, ahead of their trip to Miami this week. Longhorns, of course, prepping for that marquee matchup at Alabama. Their health is good. Steve Sarkeesian gave his team a clean bill of health on Saturday, including on, on Saturday or on Monday, including the good news that freshman running back C.J. Baxter was back practicing inside Texas, reporting that yesterday that Cole Hudson is back running with the ones at uh, right guard in Tuscaloosa yesterday. Alabama head coach Nick Saban provided an update on a pair of his starting defensive backs, nickel corner Malachi Moore and free safety Jalen King. Uh, they're both day-to-day, um, so it's probably too early to tell uh, what their circumstance will be. Probably be a couple days and we figure it out. But um, I don't think either guy has long-term issues, um, but it'll be interesting to see how they progress this week. Major League Baseball Astros have flexed their muscles in the first two games of this series with the Rangers. They pound them 13 to six in Game One, and then last night continued the barrage, a 14 to one crushing. Uh, as we mentioned, Jose Altuve homered in his first three at bats, all in the first three innings, only the fourth player ever to achieve that. Rangers pitching staff falling apart. Big one tonight, though. Series wraps up, and the uh, season series wraps up with Max Scherzer against Justin Verlander. Rangers now two back of Houston, a game back of Seattle. And if the season ended today, the Rangers would be outside of the playoffs in the. American League. Also last night in baseball, Round Rock dropped their series opener in El Paso 9-5, and Yankee slugger Giancarlo Stanton hit his 400th home run of his career in a win over the Twins for the Yankees. He reached that milestone in the fourth fewest games all time, only behind Babe Ruth, Mark McGuire, A-Rod, and Albert Pujols. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn mowers in stock this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. All right, Rod B., no sound for a while because uh, Ty's got to go move his vehicle. It's getting paint on it. Well, I just looked down the window. My car is covered up with uh, plastic wrap. Oh, you're just parked like a cross I'm a cross, from the building, but right? I guess they're still being careful. Thank you, guys. I may have to go. I wonder if they put plastic on mine because mine is not close to the building either. Mine's across from the building too. My my car, I just looked down the window. They were on the fourth floor. Looked down to our parking lot, and I got a big condom on top of my car. <laughs> Protection. <laughs> 
protection from the paint. <laughs> uh, you got one of those uh, those XLs on there, huh? Oh yeah, well that's a sedan, <laughs> four door. Uh, but no, I, I I didn't know they were painting. They do a lot of stuff around here. They, they built that basketball court. They're building something else. In the parking lot, what are they building over there? Like a storage facility? Yeah, or that's, that's that protects the generator and yeah. a new fence. Yeah, they're they're up. It's an older building, not older building, but it's it's, it's been around, around a while. Hey. Yeah, so they're painting the exterior of our building, and uh, so uh, yeah, I, I think I'd, I, I, because the maintenance guy came in or the the man in charge, the foreman of the paint job. Why can't they put a condom on Ty's car? They did, but yeah. they need him to move it because it's in the way. Uh, His gotcha. car is where they need to park the uh, the crane that's going to lift the scaffold that's going to help them paint the building. Gotcha. My car okay. is just covered. I gotcha. Okay, Rod. So uh, let me ask you this: What would your if, if you were if you were putting together a top five or top ten AP poll if you were a voter, and you were only going on what you saw this past weekend? Oh wow! What would your top five look like? Would it be Ooh. different? Or I mean, because some of well, said, you still got. I mean, Georgia is still going to be at the top, right? I mean, I think so. Right? Still, I mean, I'm just going off. Like, I, I don't know what order I'd put him in, but Georgia's going to be in that top five. Georgia's still up there. Um, I think, hell, man, now Florida State looks so damn good. Florida State's going to be in that conversation. Michigan is still up there because Michigan hasn't, you know, they, have, they haven't given you a reason to change your mind. And everybody thought they'd be a really, really good team this year. Jim Harbaugh's not even with the team. I know Ohio State had a bad showing initially. People didn't like their game one, um, but I'll still throw Ohio State out there too. Would, would Florida um, State be the one team that would would maybe move up into your top two or three? As yeah, a team I mean, that, I listen. Florida State is one. Of, that, I'd put yeah. them in the top five. Yeah, well, because they um, they had the most impressive win, right? I mean, they beat a team that had been previously top five mm-hmm. in LSU, and Brian Kelly's team was just a mess. Uh, in the second half, and got completely outplayed. But the other part of that is Florida State showed that they're they're pretty damn complete. I mean, they 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 have a six year quarterback. They've got weapons. I mean, adding Keon Coleman from Michigan State, the mm-hmm. former basketball player, and he was dynamic. They can run it. They can throw it. And you know, Mike Norvell kind of flies under the radar, but he's done a really good job there because they were searching for the the next coach, Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher. But who was that going to be? And and when they hired. Memphis's Mike Norvell, it was kind of an underwhelming hire for a lot of people, and uh, he's gotten that thing turned. And now here they are, maybe the best team in the ACC. Yeah, and everybody's looking for you know the splash hire when you go when you're hiring at a blue blood university and a blue blood program like Florida State. But the truth is, you need to be trying to get the right hire, you know, not the the, the flashy splash hire. And Mike Norvell right now looks like he might have been the right hire, and he went heavily. Uh, to the transfer portal to help him kind of uh, overhaul that roster. Most of that offense actually came via the transfer portal. A lot of their best players, uh, they recruited via the transfer portal. So that's another, we, we talked about it, that's going to be the theme of 2023. Uh, Dion's and Dion's Colorado Buffaloes are the hottest story right now in college sports, you know, maybe even in, in all of American sports right now. And he brought in 50, 60 new players via the transfer portal, 80 new players total in one off season. Just talked about G.J. Kinney in Texas State pulling the biggest upset probably of the weekend and their first Power 5 win. Uh, as a 27.5-point underdog, and he brought in 50-something new players uh, via the transfer portal, overhauled that roster in one offseason. And if you go look at Florida State, which right now seems to be the team with the most impressive showing uh, for uh, for the Week 1 college football season, uh, they – they did a lot of their uh, overhaul and their, uh, you know, kind of reinventing that roster. They did it via the transfer portal. No so question. That's yeah. that's the overall. That's the, and you get USC. USC, they did it a year ago. But, I mean, I think that's the way now that new coaches are going to try to 
you know, this way they're going to try to immediately uh, have a positive impact on roster construction. They're going to go to the transfer portal, and they're going to be extreme about it. I mean, we get to the point now, it's not going to be 20 players in the well, transfer portal. You're going to be getting in 40, 50 players <laughs> via the transfer portal. Well, and think about this. I mean, uh, with the portal and the NIL and everything, they go hand in hand, right? Um, you can't mm-hmm. recruit to the money, but you can allude to the money, I guess would be the way yes, to say can. it, yep. that can be available. But look, I mean, they're going to put some structure into this here at some point, right? Whether it's the federal government, however it's going to happen, there's going to be new rules put in place. I think everybody agrees with that. So if you're if these coaches and you're getting your first opportunity like a G.J. Kinney or a Dion, take advantage of yes, it while it's should. wide open, exactly while there is right. no walls on it. Mm-hmm. Go after it. Yep. Because a couple, you know, a year from now, two years, you might not be able to. Yeah. They may put some some rules in place that prevent put a number on the number total of transfers you can take. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the money uh, and nil. You know, and nil and because yeah. that's coming. I mean, there's going to be some structure put to it. It's just we're in the wild wild west right now. Uh, so coming up, we'll talk. Uh, we'll get to another behind the burn orange curtain with Rod. Uh, also off the record. Oh no, we told you about the uh, the diarrhea airplane, Rod. Oh, we no. now have video of what went on on a Delta yeah. flight bound for Barcelona. You don't need to see it. it was, we don't. Ooh. You don't want to see it. It's pretty graphic. But too. now we have audio from oh. yesterday. But now we have video. Oh. I'll take the audio. <sighs> I'm good with the video. Video. Yeah, I'm totally I fine. Saw, with the video. I saw a little clip of it, and I realized like, no, nah, I'm good. Ooh. Hey, let me ask you this, uh, because Deion Sanders is the talk of talk of the town, and rightfully so. I do think TCU was awful in that game. And now we've heard their captain, middle linebacker, saying we were the laughing stock of college football. We missed 22 tackles. At least he's willing to admit it. Yeah. Uh, but do you think, because, uh, again, we we're just one game into the Dion experiment at Colorado, and first so far so great. I still think Auburn should have hired him. Do you think Dion would be a good coach in the National Football League? Big picture? Because people are already talking about the mm. future. Do you think he would be? Because the one of the things you love about the way he's connected with this group, because one of my, my big my question was not, is Dion going to succeed? It's just, you know, how quickly, how long would it take him? Uh, could he come put this all this roster, there's all these brand-new players together and play with chemistry? Heck, yeah, they played. They had one, two penalties on Saturday and no turnovers. They were great. But, you know, he connects with these players, Rod, just like, you know, you would connect with Dion. But he, he gets on their level, right? It's not the old-school coaching. He doesn't have captains. He has leaders and dogs. Mm-hmm. You've talked about that. So if you have a D on your jersey, you're a dog. If you're a, if you're an L, you're a leader, and not every leader is a dog. Not, not every, every leader is a dog. Is a leader, yeah. But that's that's, sure. a, that's at some level going dog, right? That's that's speaking their language a little bit, right? That's 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 mm-hmm. getting into their mindset of, you know, Travis Hunter is a dog. Uh, his son Shador Sanders, who played unbelievably, is a leader, right? And so I don't know. Do you think Rod? You 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 played in both college football and the NFL. You're a big primetime fan. Do you think Coach Prime would be a fit in an NFL locker room? Um, they are two different sports. I always say just because of the. The talent acquisition and the means, uh, and the way there, you have yeah. to talent, you have to acquire talent and value. Uh, but I do think he he could work at the NFL level. It would be a different process, different methodology for him. Uh, but I do think he could work there because he knows the NFL. He's a Pro Football Hall of Famer, and he's the only Pro Football Hall of Famer that I can think of that's ever coached at the college level to start their coaching career instead of just coaching in the NFL. So that, I think, made him unique in that aspect because, he, like I say, he's a pro footballer. He can go to the NFL, and there's not a, you know, a, an ownership group or a GM that wouldn't consider hiring Dion. Now, the, 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 the unique you know, appeal of Dion at the college level is he can help you recruit like gangbusters, unlike anybody else, because he does have his own brand. His brand is bigger than most schools' brand at the college level. And uh, there's a story that after Shadir Sanders, uh, you know, game Tom Brady called him, 
right? Um, yeah. You know, Dion's the only coach where help. You know, you're gonna have you know hip hop artists and celebrities that are gonna be calling and reaching out to you as a player just because they're like, nah, man, I'm cool with Dion. I I want to follow Dion. Dion's a celebrity, and uh, I'm I'm into celebrity at this at this level. So it's to me, I think it can work, but he won't have the same appeal, and I don't know if you'll get the same added value. Like think about what he's gonna do for admissions. And yeah, they, they, I, they got I, what they call the Flutie effect. Hell, man, the Dion effect in Colorado oh, in like a year is going to be unbelievable. Like merchandising, they got a thousand percent increase in merchandising sales. You know, they sold out season tickets. I don't know if he's going to have the same added value you get at the in Colorado that you know you want in the NFL because, like I said, he he's one of those guys where I I said even if he fails on the field and was a terrible coach, which I didn't think that was going to be the case, he was still worth hiring because of all the added value your university was going to get in free media and attention and publicity. NFL teams don't care about that and don't need that. Yeah, they got plenty. Of they got plenty of that. Colorado needs. Well, I think that. I think you're right about that. I, I think he probably could, but I think into his personality, I think he loves he likes working with young people, right? Like you know, like Mac Brown, your coach would have never wanted to coach in the NFL. He wants to work and develop young people, you know, young young guys into men and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And since Dion's kind of in that same, 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 and, and you know, does Dion's flash and all the the show does that work when you're working with adults, right? Do you think he could yeah. try to do what LeBron is trying to do in a sense where maybe he waits till Shador and Travis Hunter are ready to go to the league and maybe tries to coach his son? Well, we'll see. I mean, that yeah. also could be part yeah. of it. Uh, and yeah, Dion would have to change his way a little bit in the NFL. I think he'd have to be a little, little bit more. But yeah, it, it, it's brash, it's confident, and it works. And he connects with these young players. Uh, and we'll see. Long season, but uh, they're off to a great start. Yeah, I don't think he'd change his. I don't think he'd change anything. His style or his, you know, his the way his charisma and whether persona. Well, I don't think I don't he think can is, change that. Right, that's just him. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think any of that changes at all. Even if he goes to the NFL, you just won't. It won't have the same value. Yeah. It won't have the same appeal because, like you said, these are grown men. NFL has different goals than college programs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we'll get this. This is uh, Phil says Ian Rod B. I don't have one damn bit of confidence UT can beat Bama. They've let me down in these type of games. Please tell me something otherwise to make me think otherwise. We'll have that coming up in behind the burn orange curtain because Rod, you did say you're starting to you're watching the film. You think Texas has a chance in this oh, game? You're not Texas, one of those that say yeah. they don't have a chance. Yeah, Texas has more than a chance. I mean, honestly, it's more than a puncher's chance in this matchup versus Bama. This is not the Bama of old that's littered with first-round picks. Uh, I say Bama of old, Bama of last year. <laughs> that has multiple first-round picks on it. They got some really good players, and they're loaded. He's been stockpiling talent for you know God knows how long. But for Texas, they also, if you're looking at the draft analysts, Texas has as many draftable prospects right now on their offense, hell, potentially even on their, their team overall, as Bama does. Yeah. Right now. That's like I said, we haven't been able to say that, I don't know, in the last fifth thirteen years. Well, and there has to be some confidence built in that locker room at Texas that they went head to head with them last year when they were even better and they had Will Anderson and Bryce Young and, and nearly won the game. Mm-hmm. So you have to go in there feeling like you can match and you up. Lost your starting quarterback. And then it's just about execution and the game plan, right? I mean that's really what it comes down to. Uh we'll pick that up in behind the burn orange curtain. Rod will take you deep dive. He's uh uh, it should be a close game in my mind. If it's not, then it's a failure on the coaching staff side to yes. get this team ready to play and Amen, install a game plan that that attacks the weaknesses and, and, and puts them in that position if it's a really one-sided football game. Real quick, though, you asked earlier, Rod, we were talking about the Rangers and the Astros. What is the Ranger? What, what has caused this Ranger collapse? Uh, it's not the pie of the law, I promise you, but it's just here is – so here's, here's how you go from three and a half to four games up on the Astros – 
and in a comfortable spot that you know whether they're going to make the playoffs or not was not in question. This is what has happened to the Texas Rangers. Uh, the, the Rangers still are second in the American League in run differential, right? At 150, they've outscored their opponents by 148 runs. Mm. But yeah. from August 16th to the 25th, they lost eight in a row, nine of ten. The bullpen has completely collapsed. They now rank 26th in baseball out of their bullpen at 497, approaching a five ERA with your relievers. Team's overall ERA has now plummeted down to 17th. Mm. And uh, yeah. And pitching wins, and it's the difference. It's the separator. It's like if you don't play defense in football, Rod, you can't win. I mean, you can have all the offense and flashy numbers. You can't stop people. You're not going to win games. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Rangers are. you got to get 27 outs in a ball game. They're having a really hard time doing that right now. And I know it's frustrating as hell for Ranger fans, because you, and I'm sure for Bruce Bochy. I mean, you can't go out there and pitch it for them. Uh, but... They just there aren't a lot of options, and right now the Astros seem to be cooking a little bit. And uh, you know they brought in Aroldis Chapman, but he's gotten hit pretty good in his last couple times out. Uh, but again, they're only two games back, Rod, and they're only one game out of a playoff spot. So it's not you know what did you say yesterday? Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Don't throw out that baby. By the way, somebody texted us on that 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 uh, famous saying. Same? Yeah, what's the origin of it? Well, and, and this was interesting to me. He said in American history. People used to all bathe in tubs, right? You'd yeah. heat up the water. But the baby was the last one. So the baby was in all that dirty water? Huh. They put the, the baby in the last one? Why'd the baby go last? Because I guess he was the, the baby was the cleanest. Because the dad's all... I, I, I mean, but yeah, but the baby the, should go first because it's the baby. We prioritize and clean the baby, then we'll clean ourselves, right? Yeah, no, I guess not back then. Not back then. They were really dirty too. Dirty like, ass back then, people. Like you were like, like do you think we're dirty? Like no, no, no. Back then they was like dirty oh, ass, really people. dirty people. Like extremely dirty. Everybody's working outside. Working yeah. there, working, Come working on, the man. land. Everybody's working blue collar stuff. Everybody was outside now, all day. Wow. You probably interesting. Like, yeah, and so the, the baby was always the last one with the dirty ass so water. So don't forget about when you throw the water out. Baby's in there. Baby's going, in there. Wow. Baby's in there. Man, we were just so archaic and. <laughs> so far, but least back then. A couple hundred years ago, we were I doing know, that. Not a, even 100, a, 115, 20 years it's ago. It's like the rule that. of thumb, like the origin of that saying is basically you were allowed in some, I don't know, some old, old, an old country to hit your wife with a stick. But as long as it wasn't wider than like the width of your thumb. That's where it comes from, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. What what, what the, saying? The rule of the the, the, the rule, rule of thumb. thumb. The rule of thumb. <laughs> that you could hit your wife with a stick, but it couldn't be like wider than the the width Here of the is. thumb. Babies went last to help build up their immune system. See, oh. they knew. You want them germs. That's nice. like in Russia where they have uh, they make babies sleep outside in the, in the freezing cold to get their to, immune system mm-hmm. built up, strengthen them. Damn. It's like getting in that freezing cold water every day. You make your body go into fight mode. You want your body to when you go into that ice tub every day. You want your body, because your body doesn't know if you're doing that on purpose or if you're, if mm. you're falling in a lake somewhere and you're freezing. It's gonna, your body's going to activate <clears throat> to try to save your life, and that's good for you. But, yes, for ba- look, we we're, see, now we're too cleanly with babies. Which, now we're too cleanly with the babies. Yeah, because back then they didn't, take a, they didn't take baths every day. No. Yeah, bath was like, you know, you take a bath like once or twice a week. Yeah. a week. You take a bath every day. Yeah, you got to get some germs in your life. Gotta that get is some germs. true. Germs are good for your immune system. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's hey Rod. You still come in here every day and wipe down your 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 workstation do. over there. You I know, know you're, the only, you're the only person. There's no one there. in here every day. <laughs> I, I I make love to this microphone. I just make sure it's clean. When you're I'm the man. hanging out. I make we, sure it's clean, man. And by the way, I was doing that before COVID. It's not a COVID thing. Oh, I know you're. A clean I did person. that way before COVID came along. I did that because I I had at one time a staph infection. 
Um, I got a really bad set on my face, by the way. Oh, was this in oh, high school, I, college, or pro? It was in. It was uh, no. It was after I got done playing in the pros. Oh wow! I got a really bad set infection on my face. I look like you ever seen the movie Mass, like Rocky about Rocky? I Dennis? have. Yeah. I look like that. I'm not joking. I like I, my face swole up. I look like Rocky Dennis from Mass. The doctor told my ex. I gotta say, I gotta uh, give that props can be very to my dangerous, ex. Rob. Oh no, it wasn't. My ex saved my eye. She saved my eyesight. She made me go to the doctor. Um, because I at first it started out as like like a scar or whatever, and then it got staff. It got really bad, and she made me go to the doctor one night. She was like, oh, "Now you got to go to the doctor. It looks bad." I, and we went to the emergency room, and the doctor told me, "She's like, if you had waited another day, you'd be blind. Oh my gosh, the infection would have definitely that spread to your brain, and you would, you would have been blind. By all means, wipe down your and then oh man, it was crazy because they you know if you have a staph infection, they have to like look, they have to come up with. Like an antibiotic, for you have to make one. Yeah, because it's they unique. Gotta, it's to like you. unique. So they, they came in the, in the hospital with hazmat suits on, and like I started freaking. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, oh, don't worry about this, sir. We just have to make sure. This like is, the, uh... Yeah, we got to take the standard protocol, the standard operating procedures when it comes to staph infection. But they all had hazmat suits on. Nobody would come around me without a hazmat suit at first. Rod's like in a crisis Freak. center. Oh, dude, I was like, oh man, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna die. And this is crazy. Biohazard. And then she basically broke it down for me. But yeah, ever since then, really to protect. Others and myself, and apparently the woman was like, you know, it could happen again. It's just all about your physiology and everybody's body chemistry. Everybody's different. So she was like, honestly, the best thing for you is you just need to make sure if you're going to be somewhere for a long period of time, just wipe down stuff around you so that you don't you touch Doctor's your face orders, with then. stuff and then, you know, end up having that happen again. So that's why I do it. It's not something. Doctor's cold. orders. Doctor's yeah, orders. Been doing it ever since. It says, Daddy gets the big piece of chicken and bathes first. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> That's how it used to be, Rod. Not like that anymore. <laughs> and Dad gets in the bath first. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Well, Rod, is dead, Rod huh? will take us behind the burn orange curtain talking Texas football, including someone asking about the offensive line and Rod's analysis. We'll get to it coming back. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Busy Wednesday. Remember, next hour at this time, we'll have our set list ATX. Our man Nick Shuley will bring us the latest on the NIL front for the Longhorns, where the big events are for the Longhorn players in all sports. Also, uh, where the best live music is in the ATX oh, yeah. starting tonight through the weekend. It's I did see, Rod, where next week, let me see if this is still accurate. Mm-hmm. Next week, Wednesday, because today is Wednesday of this week. Hump day. Hump day. Uh, next Wednesday, high temperature. 84. Oh, that feels like fall. 84. Wow. With a chance, dare I say, of rain shower. Oh, please. We really need it, man. Uh, so here's your, your your daily temperatures. Today, 101, 103, 105, oh. 103, 100, 98, 92, 84. Then 84. Then like 87. That. So we might be a week away from getting through this high-pressure dome that has just made it uh, one of the worst summers of all time, well, it won't rain. We can't get we can't get any rain, and we also have the triple digits. If we, did, if we had one or the, or other. the other, we'd be. I think we were good. I think people would be pleasant. It's fine, but we have both: no rain and the triple digits. Yeah, it's brutal. Well, we're getting to where you're brutal. about ready to get outside and enjoy some outdoor activities because it's been brutal. Like I live on Onion Creek Golf Course, right? I can see the course either looking out the front or the back of my house, and Oh. Uh, for the first time I can ever imagine, or no, they've let they've let it go. I mean, the, they water the fairways and the greens and the tee boxes. Yeah, but just, they haven't even tried to water the rest, and they just don't have enough water. Exactly, not enough just, water. So, so in the rough areas, and it's just it's it's gone. 
It's, it's like my yard because <laughs> we've tried to water. You just can't put enough water on it. I tried. But I they, gave they've up. Kept, I mean, the, 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 the greens still look great, and uh, the, mm. the fairways are as good as they can make them. But, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a sad-looking thing right now, and that's for everybody. <laughs> but, man, It'll 84? come back. It'll Ooh, come back. 84. That's going to be nice. Chance oh. for rain. Before we go behind the BOC, also a reminder that uh, Jerry Hamilton will join us. So Nick Shuley and Jerry Hamilton before the end of the show. Jerry from Inside Texas is going to bring us an update. There's a big recruiting potential, uh, well, a decision will be made today up in the Metroplex, and we'll get you details on that. Jerry will have that. Also, Jerry's thoughts on this Alabama team, because a lot of the uh, those Texas and those players that he, that uh, you know will be the stars for Alabama, Jerry knows pretty good stuff on because he followed them in recruiting. Well, they've gotten to some recruiting battles since sure. Sark has brought that coaching sure. staff on campus. They've gotten to I'll probably five or, five or six big-time recruiting battles with uh, Alabama yeah. uh, recruits, or at least recruits that Alabama has prioritized, I should say. And so Jerry will give us the 411 on uh, his thoughts on Bama and the uh, the recruiting landscape because there's one coming down this afternoon. Oh, yeah, Texas got – didn't they got a quarterback committed uh, for 2024 from ba- Alabama, like from the state? K.J. Lacey. Yeah. K.J. Yeah. Lacey. Always the best quarterback in the state. That's – you know, Nick Saban can't be happy about that. Sark. Sark doing his quarterback mm-hmm. thing. Uh, all right, so real quick before we go to the curtain, to comply with NFL rules, this is from Ed Warder on uh, Twitter. The Chiefs – will be expected to release a final injury report today by 2 o'clock, at which point they will be required to list Travis Kelsey's official game status for the Lions game tomorrow night. And since 2014, Rod, Travis Kelsey has played 143 games. That's the most by any tight end, wide receiver, or running back in the NFL in that time span. That's a great stat. Makes sense because he's also, like, I think he's got more receiving yards than anybody since 2015. Like, he's got the most receiving yards in the NFL Regardless of position, since 2015. <laughs> and we heard earlier, if you're just tuning in and you're thinking, oh my gosh, my fantasy football team is busted, uh, we heard from his brother, Jason Kelsey, who did a radio interview in Philadelphia this morning and said, no, no, it's, no, it's nothing structural. There's nothing long-term. It's, the question is, could he play tomorrow night? If they can get the swelling down, maybe you no. you said no way. Just be just, careful with yeah, him. Yeah, why, would we, why are we one. doing this? Because then, then you have 10 days yeah. before you're going to play again. Let that other tight end, was it Noah, Noah Gray? Noah Gray. He was 10th in snaps and 5th in receptions for the Chiefs last season. Let him have at it. it and I want to see Patrick Mahomes without Kelsey. I do. Yeah. I actually just now as a football fan, a football theorist, if he was that good without Tyreek Hill, he had a better season last season without his number one wide receiver. I want to see if he is just that damn good. If this dude actually could end up helping them win a game without Travis Kelsey and without Chris Jones, two of his three best players on the team, it would just be him without his two other best players, Chris Jones and Tra- and his favorite target, by the way, Travis Kelsey. If he can do that, he's going he's gonna to take his reputation to another stratosphere. And he could do it. We know he can do it. He does like freakish. He's had the best start to an NFL career for the first six years. That's never been a, anybody with a better start to their career than Patrick Mahomes. No so, doubt about that. No question. And he didn't even play his first year. And he didn't <laughs> even play his first since year. Since he's become a starter, he's been in five. He's been in three Super Bowls <laughs> and won two of them. And uh, yeah, he's unbelievable. Uh, we'll see. But yeah, that'll fair. be fun. But uh, you know, something tells me Travis Kelsey, if he if he feels like he wants to play, because I bet you what two o'clock today that'll come out and he'll say. Date, you know, game time decision or whatever the officials are questionable. they questionable. But uh, I would bet he pushes to play. But if either I'm, way. If I'm a Holmes or Andy Reid, I'd be like, nah, man. Sit down. You're good. You're, you're sit sitting down. out. We're we going to need you. Because we don't need a, a maybe even a little bit of an injured knee to become something much worse. Yes. It's week one. It's week We've one. We've got till January, yo. Come on now. All right. Let's. Uh, and he's been so dang durable. We just gave you that stat. Let's go behind the burnt orange curtain. We're talking Texas football. It's a fairly big week. And they were all asking themselves the same questions. 
What is behind that curtain? All right. Texas Bama week, of course, and a lot of discussion about Quinn Ewers and how he is going to perform in this Texas Bama matchup. I happen to believe, E, that the offense is going to look totally different versus Bama than the offense we saw versus Rice. I just, oh, I agree with that. I just don't. And not, not just because, obviously, it was a vanilla game plan and he, he didn't have any of his creative conceptual signatures um, that I usually track. You had very few of those versus Rice. I talked about this early this week. Um, targets to motion is probably the most successful concept uh, that Sark uses, which is a, 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 a pass attempt targeting a player who was in motion at the time of the snap or prior to the snap. Uh, you only had one such target uh, in that game versus Rice. Uh, you only had three snaps of empty formation. I think six snaps of 20 one personnel, I believe five to six snaps of six O-line package. So, yes, there will be more creativity and innovation within the game plan. But I do think, in terms of how he calls, how Sark calls the plays for Quinn Ewers, I think that's going to be drastically different. Um, and I, I think that you're going to see him be a lot more disciplined with his approach to the deep ball. We've talked about this at nauseum, of course. Uh, Sark loves the deep ball, talks about how integral it is for his offense. He wants to use it as kind of a psychological weapon to strike fear into the hearts of defensive backs. That's why he throws it on first down. Because it's about first down's about what's your mission for this drive and for this series? What's your what's the purpose of this drive in this series? And usually you'll see a a coach, you'll get hints of their purpose of that drive, their mission on first down. Because the purpose of second down is to get a favorable third down. Purpose of third down, get the first down. Sure. Purpose of first down is set the tone. And Sark likes to set the tone with the deep ball. Like, hey, man, you better watch out. You better, you better be scared. All right, you better operate from a fear-based uh, mindset when you're approaching our, our team. Otherwise, we're going to burn you deep. Now, I like that mindset, by the way, and I'm a fan of it. Uh, but when you don't connect on those deep shots like versus Rice, you didn't connect. You were 0, of, 0, for, 0 for 6 on passes 20 yards or more down the field. And four of those six were on first down. And that explains why you ended up with an average of 8.9 yards to gain on third down. So you ended up with a third and long on average. I think a lot of that was because Sark would himself, as a play caller, put them behind the chains in the first half. Remember, in the second half, where you have all of your offensive productivity, you only had one deep ball thrown in the second half. Um, and I think that's that will start kind of getting back to what Quinn does really well. And I don't think he throws the deep ball really well. They were 0 of 7, by the way, on passes of 15 yards or more down the field versus Rice. So if you, you, you can expand it 20 yards more, 50 yards more. The deeper and the more vertical you get downfield, it seems like that's where Quinn Ewers' accuracy suffers a little bit. The footwork, it seems like all of that seems to suffer a little bit. But on quick throws, I got a stat for you on quick throws. He's, he's unbelievable on his quick throws. He was 6 of 6 on screens. He was 6 of 6 on screens for 68 yards. They averaged 11.3 yards per attempt on screen passes. <laughs> Just screens, which gets back to yak yards, right? Yak. How, how about RPOs, right? which is basically a combination of the quick game and the run game. RPO, and he doesn't have to turn his back to the defense. His footwork seems a little bit more natural uh, throwing the RPOs. E, 7 of 7 on RPO throws. Yep. Versus right. 7 of 7. 86. That's his strength. That's his strength. And by the way, that's compatible with Sark's offense because Sark claims his offense is an RPO-based passing game. He wants to. He wants to throw well, more RPOs. Know, when I watch him uh, that second half, that third quarter, 
when I see him on RPO, look, go back and watch Sark's teams with with Mac Jones when oh. Mac Jones was the quarterback. Yep. Mac Jones didn't move. Mac mm-hmm. Jones didn't go anywhere. No. But the ball came out quick. Uh, it was it was RPO with Najee Harris, mm-hmm. and then the ball was out. And uh, you know they they had opened. I think that that I think what you'll see Saturday is a lot more like that offense. And, yes. And obviously, Nick Saban knows that offense, but it's hard to stop because they have weapons now. And as you said, you know, empty formations using Javion Sanders, uh, you know, attacking the middle of the field. These are all things where Quinn is comfortable. And you know, we've talked about this all off season with the addition of the weapons that they have. You know, Quinn becomes a point guard, right? And it's a, he's a, he's looking for the matchup that's favorable, which is what a point guard does. Okay, where mm-hmm. am I going with the ball? Who's got an open shot? Who's got a good matchup that he can beat one on one? Well, that's you know, there's only 11 guys on the defense, Rod, and so somebody's going to have a mismatch each time. You you simplify the process and the pocket and the decision for Quinn by just helping him identify which. Okay, there's your matchup, and you mm-hmm. can you can drill down on that this week. Yes, you can. When you look at your film set, okay, if you get if you get 80 match Mitchell knocked up on this guy. We're gonna go after that. That's a simple homework. Yeah, this, this matchup, this matchup, that's favorable. That's favorable. Yeah, you, I'm with you. And I, I loved what and, you said earlier about going empty, which was your your Rod's rant, and I'm, I know we'll get back to it. But going with eleven personnel, we have a running back and a, and a, and a JT Sanders, which is mm-hmm. how they that was their formation for most of that dominant third quarter, or a lot of that dominant third quarter, if memory serves. And as you said, then go empty out of that. Like to where you could run it if you wanted to, you could do you could do RPO game or send the the running back and and J T Sanders to the to the fringe at, to the outside mm-hmm. of the field and bring your other guys the to receivers the to the slots mm-hmm. and then attack them exactly. and, and attack them. And that's where you're going to create favorable matchups. Mm-hmm. You got linebackers and safeties mm-hmm. on your best wide receivers. That's exactly right. Um, and you know you go look at it. Like I said six of six on screen passes, seven of seven. Uh, on RPO throws, you go look at his intermediate throws. He was six of eight. He was six of nine on short throws. I mean, it it seems pretty obvious that he you need to have him in a rhythm early with high percentage RPO, quick game, short to intermediate throws. And if if Sark will focus on the passing game on those areas. I think Quinn's going to be confident. He's going to be in a rhythm. He's going to be in a groove. And I think you break that groove when you force it deep. Now, should you throw it deep? Of course you have to throw it deep. But do you have to force it? Do you have to force it? And I think you force it a lot of times on first down. I was talking to Coach uh, Brian Irwin about this, and he said, yeah, he prefers throwing it deep on second and short, second and medium, third and short, even a third and medium because Sark likes to go for it on fourth down anyway. So if you got a place you know you're going to go for it on fourth down. If you get a fourth and two or a fourth and one, you go, okay, well, I'm in four down territory. So you know what? On second and six, I'm chunking it deep. Chunk it deep. And, and then I, I can get that back on third down. I can get third. I can get four yards on third down, make it a fourth and one or a fourth and two, and then we're in business. And I don't know if Sark operates that way. I just think he really cares about setting that tone, striking fear in the hearts of his opponents, and he does it by throwing the dog deep on first down. So it is pretty clear. And look at I got you another stat for, for Quinn real quick. Against the Blitz, uh, based on pro football focus numbers, he was 80% completion percentage versus the Blitz. <laughs> yeah. He was 80% completion percentage and over 200 yards versus when, when he was blitzed. So what does that say? Well, that also says that what, what does the Blitz do? A Blitz cleans up the picture for the quarterback. Now, you got to react quickly You you got to because the Blitz is coming. But when the Blitz actually clarifies, the picture is clear. 
The yeah. quarterback knows exactly what's going on because the defense, has, the defense has committed. Yeah, they've committed to whatever they're doing, so he knows exactly what he's looking at. Where Quinn struggles is when he's got a process post-snap and he doesn't quite know what he's looking at. He, he's deciphering the picture's post-snap. And it's clear, exactly. You're, you're trying to make it murky for him. That's why the three high, three down, he struggles with that. But the blitz, the blitz clarifies. It brings clarity. It cleans it up. That's why he's really good versus the blitz, just like he's really good on RPOs. Because what does RPO do? It cleans it up. It's just a count in the box. You got the numbers advantage, then you hand it off. If you don't, then you throw it. Everything cleans it up. Why do I like empty? Why was he greater in empty formation in the bowl game? Seven of eight, 87% completion percentage. Why? Because it cleans up the picture for him. It, it makes it everything clear. All right, and concise for him. And he wants clarity that gives him confidence as a quarterback. And I don't think Sark is recognizing that enough. All right, he needs clarity. Clarity gives him confidence. And everything that I've suggested, RPOs, uh, quick game, short game, screen game, uh, even allow them to blitz him because he's really good versus the blitz, or the empty formation, they all are essentially signaling the same thing. Clear it up for your quarterback and get the ball out of his hands quicker so that he's in a groove and in a rhythm because that's where he's most confident. Period. Great stuff, as usual, with RB, the football theorist. We come back. It'll be uh, off the record, including, yes, we have to discuss it, the uh, the toxic plane, the toxic Delta flight. <laughs> toxic plane. Uh, we now not only have audio, the we have guts. video, which you won't be able to see on radio, but uh, you don't want to see it anyhow. That's good. Also, uh, Troy Aikman revealed that uh, – how about Troy Aikman? Revealing that in 2003, he nearly came back out of retirement to play for a certain team. Uh-oh. I'll tell you who that is coming next. And thing sucks. Never sucks. It's off the record. Brought to you by Viking Fence. And unfortunately, we got to talk about uh, the Rhea. Unfortunately, Rob. <laughs> also this. The bubble guts. You know the actor Gary Busey? Yes. Gary we, Busey, yeah. he's kind of lost his mind a little bit these days. He's, he's a wild character. He's Love eccentric to, to say the movie least. I love Gary Busey in was uh, Point, Point Break. Break. Point yeah. Break. Oh, yeah. Johnny, is that Johnny Utah? Utah! Johnny Utah! Give me two! <laughs> Give me two! Remember, he's trying to get those tacos. <laughs> Give me two! Johnny Utah, Give me baby. two! <laughs> Johnny Utah. Uh, well, he rear-ended a woman in Malibu last week with his car. Let's be clear about this car. Mm-hmm. Then fled the scene. Oh, come on. So she chased him down, eventually caught up with him at a restaurant parking lot. She scolded him, tried to get his intel, told her that he told her he has progressive insurance, but refused to give her anything else because I'm private. Then he took off again. <laughs> got him on video, though. But he, she got the insurance information? No, he didn't give that to her. Oh, come on. Come on. You one of those? Come on, Busey. Come on, Busey. He's looking rough these days, too. He's not, uh, he's, uh, what is Gary Busey's age these days? Yeah, I don't know why he always looks like he is on a bender. Yes. And maybe because he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, is. Yes. he is. He is. He's 79. He has a bender look, a constant bender look to him. Like, is, is he just fresh off a bender or he's in the middle of a bender? Did I don't you know. know I did not is. know this until just this very moment that Gary Busey is from Goose Creek, Texas. Oh, really? And went to Oklahoma State University. Huh. And Goose Creek did he, is. Did he down play near ball Baytown. there or something? Ball? No. Was he an athlete? Um, okay. Goose Creek. Uh, he, he was on scholarship. Look, it says on a football scholarship. Oh, yeah. Pittsburgh State. Yeah. And then. It says before attending Pittsburgh State in Pittsburgh, Kansas. After a knee injury, transferred to Oklahoma yeah. State and Stillwater to study theater. So he was a ball player. Baller. What, what did Gary Busey play? What position do you think he played? Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh. Uh, so it's, it's two meatball subs. Ha 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 ha.
<laughs> Great. Well done there, Texan. Oh, well subs. Yeah, one tacos. <laughs> they have the best meatballs. I remember they're waiting for the bank robbers. Oh, Not tacos. Great Give me two. Didn't they remade Point Break? Hopefully not. <laughs> Terrible. They did, they did I th- that? I think they remade it. Didn't they remake Point Break? Did I make that up? Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm thinking All of right, that. All right, so where the, uh, where the Longhorns have Matthew McConaughey, Oklahoma State has Gary Busey. Perfect. <laughs> I wonder if Mike Gundy knows Gary Busey. Oh, yeah, they did. They remade it. They remade that. Point Break in 2015. It was a bad idea. Just the thought it's of it's a terrible bad idea. idea. Great Ugh. film. Patrick Swayze, one of his Johnny great Utah. roles. Keanu Reeves has played a quarterback uh, in Ohio State films. quarterback. Ohio State QB. Yeah, because Johnny, you, you're right. Because he played him in, I forget the name of it, the, not the replacements. Is the replacements? Is the replacements he's in? I didn't see that one. Oh, you really? Mm-mm. I think he plays a quarterback in that one, too. Mm. All right. Uh, all right. So we had the story yesterday of the, uh, the, uh, oh, somebody said that Gary Busey has brain damage. Dane Bramage. Okay. Oh, does he really? Is that a fact? Or are we just I'll, saying I'll, that? I will verify. Okay. Well, we that's the case. Put that out there. Then in that case, I apologize. Then it kind of it kind of comes off that way. It kind of um, comes off. Like but Rod, that, uh, that, talk, walk that, us that. through this uh, this this Delta flight, Atlanta bound for Barcelona. Uh, well, I mean, by now everybody knows the story, and we talked about it. Uh, apparently, there was a a biohazard incident <clears throat> on the plane, and well, we have the audio from the pilot who is calling. This, here's the here's the pilot this is on the, that uh, flight. Breaker one nine. <laughs> yes, who was talking to I believe flight control about the incident. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I you know we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Oh. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I you know we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Okay. Through all throughout the airplane. And that description, at first you think, well, it's not all throughout the airplane. And then when you see the video that Ty showed me that is now making the rounds around the uh, the interweb and the Twitterverse, yeah, the description was pretty on point. It was all over the plane, in the aisles. Somebody like, like what was happening couldn't, They couldn't here? hold it. Somebody, whoever had that, couldn't hold it. I've had a similar experience Ooh. in a f- football practice. But it was practice. a lot. It was a lot. How much did he have in it his was no, a lot. It can happen. It was a lot. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It can happen. Hold on. What do you want? Hold How on, close did you come to No, that? I was in football practice. It was game day, so we were doing walkthroughs. I'll, I'll tell it quickly because we're, we're towards the end of the hour here. But uh, And I was like, Coach, I got to go. And he was like, no, just wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, And I, eventually I just had to disregard what he was saying. And, I was, and there was a porta potty up on the top of a hill at my middle school. And I'm – and the, what makes this bad is the girls' cross country team was, oh, no. was was running around the track. Oh no! And I make it like halfway up the hill, and it just starts. Oh no! It just starts coming, and then I. Oh! And then I was like, and then the real the real load came when I got to the front of the porta potty where I just had to drop my pants oh. in front of the porta potty, and oh. I was like, oh my god, this is already awful. Walked in the porta potty, and there was no toilet paper. Oh! <laughs> so, so I had to pull off the socks. No! Um, it gets worse. It just gets worse. And, uh, <laughs> and to make it even worse, that was uh, a little bit before Westlake had, you know, multiple uniforms and stuff. So I, oh. I had to wash my pants in the sink and wear them oh, that night. What? Every detail is worse than the previous one. Yeah. So... Oh. You're, not, you're never allowed on a Delta flight. The ladies, the ladies of the cross country team got a show that morning, Holy. to say the least. Hold no, up. I'm just gonna say, go ahead, Ron. What'd you eat? Do you know what caused this? No, no idea. Two meatball subs. <laughs> Probably knowing knowing me. Utah, give me two. 
Oh, that I'm traumatized from hearing that story. Me Ty. too. Me too. I'm, I'm what age on. was this? How old were you? I was in like seventh grade. If I if I wasn't such an open person about my life, I would probably have never told been that able to you let that down that. my you entire that. life. That's very healthy of you. Uh, to that try is to let very that healthy of you because I would carry that to my grave. By the way, <laughs> having seen the video of the Delta plane. Is there any way you would have made it back to Atlanta without vomiting in your own seat? Like into no. that bag? The smell alone in that plane. There's no way. There's no way. I don't yeah. That's the biohazard, because everybody was probably getting those barf bags out and they oh. were in. Oh. So thanks for the great <laughs> breakfast stories, guys. <laughs> that was we didn't know that was coming, people. We didn't know Tom was gonna go there. We had no said he idea. had a story. He said he had a story. That's all we knew. <laughs> By the way, Ty, your Westlake seventh grade football story. Oh. Trump's Bucky's baked potato story. Yeah. Easily. Close. By a lot. Not even close. <laughs> All right. Coming back, 9 o'clock hour.